From the Theology of the Body Institute, this is the Discerning Marriage Podcast, hosted by Elizabeth Busby. Hello, hello. It's Elizabeth Busby here. Thank you so much for coming back to the Discerning Marriage Podcast. And I am so excited to be doing this episode with my dear friend, Liv Harrison. Hey, Liv. Oh my gosh, Elizabeth. <laughs> We're reunited. Huh? I know. Reunited and a few. Okay, I can't sing. Um, you might be like, and that will now mean that you're not asked back. <laughs> no, you're coming back. We have so much fun. I love it. This is so fun. Oh, uh, hello, friend. How are you? How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad to have you on this episode with me. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm thrilled. Are you kidding? I love, I listen, it's all my favorite things. We're talking about human beings. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about pre-marriage. We're talking about men and women. We're talking about, (laughs) I don't know. I'm here for it. I love it. Awesome. (laughs) So y'all today, this episode is dropping on Valentine's day. Today is Valentine's day. You might be listening to this later. But we're dropping this episode on Valentine's Day on purpose because Valentine's Day can be very, very, very hard for people who are discerning marriage. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes people, you know, you're in a relationship and it was really, your day was awesome. Sometimes you're in a relationship and your day was not, and you were expecting it to be awesome. And there was miscommunication. (laughs) Ask me how I know that sometimes that happens. Um, but (laughs) But sometimes very often, honestly, people are single and they're having a really, really hard time with the fact that it's Valentine's day. And I wanted to drop an episode on a Monday on Valentine's because I see you, I see that ache that you have. And I invited live on because she has such a, an incredible way of finding joy in things that are hard. And I just wanted (laughs) you to be here with me so we could talk to all of my people about Valentine's day and about your hearts. And then at the end of the episode, we actually have a really sweet thing that we did. I I crowdsourced some stories on Instagram of people who had Valentine's day tales to tell, and we're going to read them. Liv and I are going to go back and forth, just reading some of these stories of, I love it. I know. And I just thought it would be fun. Listen, you're getting your jammies, you get your drink (laughs) of choice. Maybe it's an adultish kind. Maybe it's just a milkshake, (laughs) hot cocoa. Delish. You know what I mean? Delish. You get some chocolate strawberries and you call this a day and just listen, get all snuggly. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So for the first bit of the podcast, Liv, I just wanted to chat a little about that ache of being single and that ache of longing. And I just wanted to acknowledge how many people are here, whether you are going through a breakup. Um, the breakup that I had, that was the most painful was probably, I don't know, six months before Valentine's, but the Valentine's that came was still really painful. It was still hard. You know, that was before Valentine's. I mean, it was in August. That was way before Valentine's, but still, you know, Super affirming. That was a long time ago. But like girl years, that is the Tuesday after. It's true. And it still hurt. You know, for me, some people six months after a breakup are fine. Me, I was not, right? So, but some maybe you just got broken up with a couple weeks ago. Maybe, you know, like you've never had anyone. You've never had anyone like this was the year. You know what I mean? Like it could go either way, or you do have someone and it's not going the way at all that you had in your brain. Really yes. comes down to Elizabeth is expectations, period. No matter what yes. station yes. of life you're in, it's it's all about the expectations. And I got to say, first of all, I think you're really wise in saying 
thank you. Validate that. Like recognize it, claim it, name it, say it, say it out loud, write on a piece of paper, burn it. I mean, whatever you have to do, (laughs) don't run away from, it doesn't matter if your other guy friends, girlfriends, mother, sister, brother, you know, neighbor, mailman, just had a breakup or didn't, you know, has ever had a really, whatever it is, do not, this is not a time for comparison. Yes. This is not a time for comparison. This is a time for honoring. You know what? This is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. February 14th insert date here right now we're doing 2022, but maybe people are listening in 2040. Hi, everybody. Um, That would be awesome. That would be amazing, right? I'm sure they're way past podcasts at this point. They're probably in our homes as holograms. I don't know. It's (laughs) vintage. It's right. It's like like vinyl. So um, (laughs) that's what's the second you start running away from Mm. these feelings, these human emotions Mm. is the second that you start losing that battle. You know what I mean? Yes. You You get swept away. Oh, it's just lean into it. It's okay. Now here's the thing. You just can't stay there. Like, don't, yes. don't be like Peter on the mountain. And it's like, yo, let's get some tents. Like, let's just camp out here forever. I got a lot yes. of, you know, like I'm going to make some chili. Like, no, yep. Peter, yes, we got to, yeah. I empathize <laughs> with the transfiguration so much. I'm like, you fools go down the mountain. I'm uh, staying right? Right I'm here. getting a hammock. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's the same in recognizing where we're at in the station of life that we're at. Listen, on big, big days, days that trigger for whether you know that they're going to trigger days that trigger because, well, it makes sense, you know, Mm -hmm. a romantic day. Like I would love to equate this. I would love to say, you know, the Super Bowl comes around once a year and I'm not an NFL player, but I watch it. I participate. I eat dip. Yeah. That's not the same. Okay. Because (laughs) I'm not athletic. I didn't have a shot anyway. <laughs> wasn't like something that I hoped and longed for. And, you know, right. so watching and participating, it's people like to diminish. Yeah. Correct. Yes. People like to diminish. And here's the thing. Why is Valentine's day so profound at, on the human experience? Because we long for love. We long to be loved. We long to love. And why is that? Because we were made literally from love. You know, in the physical form and the creator, you know, the creator is love, like in every possible way. So it makes sense to desire it, to want it. That is okay. Like, that's what I really want to get across is if anybody comes away from this podcast with anything is that, you know what? It's okay. It's okay that I naturally am sad today or, you know, whatever. And that just to honor that and be like, let's understand why. And yes. that that's not a bad thing. No, that it's a is good thing. You're on a good thing. Yes. You're a human. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and, you and you're not numbing connection. yourself. Yes. Right. And you're not numbing. You're not numbing. Yes. But to your point, Liv, don't just stay there. So acknowledge don't the pain. Just stay but, there. but what yeah. we want you to do is we want you to open that pain to Christ. Yeah. Right. So the church fathers say, Pope Benedict said this, the church fathers say that prayer properly understood is nothing other than becoming a longing for God. I love that. Prayer properly understood is nothing other than becoming a longing for God. And one of the reasons I love, you know, singles so much people who are discerning marriage is because you are in touch with your longing. You know how to long in a way that a lot of people don't. And Valentine's day stirs up that longing for a lot of people, even if it's tinged with a, like, this is so stupid because this is a made up holiday. It doesn't matter. It's real. The longing you're feeling is real. And what we want you to do, what we want to kind of accompany you 
in is opening that longing up to God. Don't take it to the chocolates. Don't take it to the wine. Don't take it to whatever you're, whatever you're used to taking. I mean, you can have like a glass feeling. of wine with you can have it, but it, yeah, you can have <laughs> chocolate and wine and not the bottle, <laughs> but yes, yes. But not no, in a way but, of I'm trying to numb saying. this pain, right? Yes. Like the chocolate and the wine help me to connect with yep. Christ, my bridegroom. And, and yeah. I want to open my heart to him, right? Yeah. I, I've taken off the expectations of, yes. I don't have to feel, I don't have to feel a certain way. The reality right. is I'm hurting. Toxic positivity. Oh, I'm yeah. really good. You guys. I'm so excited about yes. today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We don't have to do yeah. that. No. Don't fake. Don't lie. Don't be dishonest. Yes. Be real and true. And then, and, and this is the part that I know you want to get to, and I'm all for it. I just do something about it. Do yes. something. You have more control and you have more in this game than what the world would like to, to have you believe. Yes. Oh, you're single. Okay. Then this is what your life should look like. Oh, you're not, you know, you just got broken up. Well, this is what your worth is, you know, and that's not true. And, and God, Elizabeth, you're so on the right thing about this longing can be used for something else. So yes. acknowledge it, like welcome it in, come in longing. Like you're here. Yes. It's going to be there anyway. Yes. But then what are you going to do with it? Yes. How about do something with it? You know, yes. how about lean into it and then carry it with you? Because this is a season, whatever it is, whether it is the rest of your life and it was just, you know, whatever it is a season, it really is. None of us know anything. And, um, and so we have such opportunities to take what we've been given our human experience and, and help the mystical body of Christ and help what the Lord is asking us to do and to step in with our quote unquote suffering, whether it is physical, emotional, spiritual, sexual, whatever it is, and step in with that. So I, I love what you're saying um, to take the longing, acknowledge it. Yep. You're acknowledge it. it, acknowledge that longing, acknowledge that suffering, whatever it is, and open it to the Lord and let the I Lord meet you in that place. So what we would recommend is take some time today to carve out time for prayer, right? If you want to have a glass of wine and a chocolate during your prayer, great. Yeah, but why not? but Fancy use that prayer. opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a date with Jesus, but use that opportunity to encounter him, maybe open up the gospel of Luke, right. And spend some time mm. just reading about who Christ is in that gospel, right. Spend some time with him, maybe journal about what you're feeling, write a letter to the Lord, write a letter to your future spouse. If you want to do that, write a letter to the person that you just broke up with that you're hurting and you're just processing all of it, whatever you need to do, but let the Lord in that space and spend some time today opening that longing to him. Yeah. I love that. I would, you know what? I would take it a, a step further. I absolutely agree with, I would start and write a letter to God saying, dear God. Um, there's actually a great song that I love right now that is titled dear God. But anyway, um, Who, who's it by? I knew you were about to ask that. <laughs> I will have to let you know and send it to you via text. Okay. That is I'll put not it in the my show gifting. <laughs> Obviously now we know all my non-gifting singing, knowing <laughs> names of people that write songs. Yeah. I, I have very limited, limited skills. No, but I would write the letter to God. That's fine. But then here's what I would do after that. Cause I think you should write the letter first, but then I think get a really great piece of paper. Don't just go to the computer. Don't 
don't just, don't sell yourself short. I'm saying, look, you get the fancy truffle. You get the nice wine, the choice wine, like do it right. Just don't overdo it. And then you get some fancy paper and a good Mm. pen, a good pen, not the kind that you got at the Marriott, you know, Fairfield, Fairfield, Fairfield. (laughs) but you know, get a really good pen. And then I want you to write a letter from God to you. What would you want him to say? From that, that thought, from that vision, from that lens, what would God say in the love letter to you? What have you always wanted to hear? Mm. What have you always wanted to hear about you as a person, how you look, how you, your character, um, what you bring to the table, your gifts, your talents, why he's, why he made you, Mm why you're on the planet to begin with, because that's what we're longing for. And here's the thing that, you know, uh, singles are just incredible people. I work, I love singles. Most of my friends are like, are you single? (laughs) (laughs) I love the energy, the creativity, all the gifting that comes with being in in singlehood. Um, There's just some really, there's some cool freedoms that you have in this space that you just don't have when you're married or a parent. And I, I love it. Yep. And I, I'm, I'm very blessed that, that my single friends welcome me and welcome me into that space. I think what would be interesting that I would see in these letters or in these moments of what you're saying to do on a Valentine's day is to also just kind of reflect on, is this what you're looking for in a mate in that person that mm. just broke up with you mm. in the person that you're waiting for? Mm. And maybe the conversation should be instead of, am I going to find this in another, in another human, but am I really longing for this from my God? Absolutely. Such courage. Mm. I love that idea. Please all do that idea. Thank you, Liv. <laughs> All right. So we are going to transition now to just reading some stories because that's the, what we just said was what we want to accompany you with. Um, that's what we wanted you to hear from the episode. And now we're going to switch to just reading some sweet stories, um, about Valentine's day, because we thought that that would be really fun to share some other people's stories. So I know Liv has a story to share. I want you to say, I do. I have one. So my husband and I met now. Yeah. Now. Oh, you want, oh, I could do it at the end. No, I want you to do it at the end. Okay. Do it at the end. Close okay, with that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I sent you those. I want you to read them. I want you to start with Claire's. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can, I'm going to read right now. Oh, this is so exciting. Okay. Here we go. All right, guys. Claire writes, well, last year, my now fiance and I knew an ice storm was coming the night of Valentine's. So we celebrated a day early with roses, steaks, red wine, and dressing up to stay in for dinner and a rom-com. The next night, the night of Valentine's Day, a storm of snow and ice came to Texas, which lasted a week with most people without power and during which many places declared a state of emergency. In my house, we had no power and a burst pipe. So we had to go stay with a friend. Looking back, we're pretty grateful. We celebrated a day early so I wouldn't have to worry about driving home after our date. (laughs) God, that was a tough storm. I love it. Tough storm. Oh, good for you, Claire. I love it. She got her steak and her ice. (laughs) Perfect. It was perfect. (laughs) So fun. Okay. I will read one now. Okay. This is from an anonymous woman. Hi, I saw your post asking for Valentine's day stories. This one is definitely a discernment related one. So one Valentine's day, I opened Facebook to see that an ex of mine had gotten engaged five minutes before the sweet, good Catholic man I'm currently dating showed up for our Valentine's date. Also, he'd driven through snow to get there. 
I don't know if they're from Texas. I don't think it was probably, it's probably not the same year. All right. He drove him through snow to get there. I discerned well in breaking up with the ex. He wasn't a practicing Catholic. We had major lifestyle differences, but it was still difficult to see him engaged to someone else. So by the time my current boyfriend showed up for our date, I was bawling. There was no way to hide that I was upset. And I chose to tell him the truth about why I was crying. He just listened and held me and comforted me without getting angry or upset. And that was when I first started to realize the kind of character my boyfriend has to show up and have your date crying about her ex and to take it in stride. He is so non-judgmental and understanding. And I'm so glad we met. Aww. I love that story so goosebumps. much. <laughs> and cute. that this totally goes back to what we were just talking about of be real, like be yeah, where you be are. Real. Be yeah. where you are. And I okay. love this man. I love that he was not jealous. Yeah. I love that he was not, or if he was, he like worked uh, through it real quick. Yeah. And he was able yeah. to just be there and be supportive of her. Sure. I love that. I love it. I do too. That is That's such a fantastic. beautiful example of what we Good want example. and what you guys can do if you ever find yourself in the situation of this boyfriend. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good point. Good point. All right. I have some, I have an anonymous gal. Anonymous gal. She goes by Anani. I'm just kidding. We don't know who this is. All right. Almost three years ago on Valentine's day, my boyfriend and I went out on our first date. Oh, that's like cliche, man. That's everyone's dream. This is Candace Cameron Beret. And this is a Hallmark (laughs) film. I'm just kidding. We have been quote unquote dating since November, but our theme was taking everything slow, not on purpose. Really. It was just that that's what we did. Well, we went to a small restaurant in his hometown with my dad and brother, Sexy. Okay. I love it. I'm just I love kidding. It, she did not add good that. I think it's about the cutest thing ever. I think it's darling. Could you imagine this guy is on this date with the dad and the brother and he's like, uh. It's amazing. That really shows character. I mean, I, I love it so much. No it's so kidding. sweet. And it's smart. It's, it's very smart. smart. Okay. Not going to go very far. It's not. Like so nothing really great happened at the date. That's hilarious. It was a good time, but it wasn't much different than us hanging out after school. What immediately followed was that on February 19th, the day I was diagnosed with autism, I was scared. He wouldn't like me much after that, but I knew I couldn't pretend I wasn't autistic. So I told him, and now we'll be celebrating our third Valentine's day together. It isn't so much a celebration of the holiday, but a celebration of how far we have come since that first date. I love that. <laughs> that's so oh, sweet. oh my God. That's ridiculous. Also, not only that, but it, the date that date has become something else. And that was another yes. tip I was going to say, if Valentine's is too painful, like if that is what you learn in your ownership of this is where I'm at, you know, you guys don't understand. I've been single 30 years, or I just mm. broke up with the love of my life or whatever, whatever. Yeah. We don't know. Elizabeth and I are not there with you claim it for something else. Yeah. I do that a lot with my past trauma. I claim it I cut mm. yeah, a trigger for me. I will try to reclaim. So mm. that's something else you can do. So that was a great story, making oh, it something that's else. Beautiful. I love it. Okay. I have one from Olivia. My boyfriend and I went on an unofficial date the week before Valentine's day after he attended one of my concerts in college, but he said he wanted to take me on a real date. So he said, this might be too much, but would you want to go on a date on Valentine's day? And I said, yes. I was so excited and loved how intentional he was about asking me and not trying to mask it as some sort of hangout. He rose us because he said he didn't want to overdo it and took me to a lovely restaurant on Valentine's day for our first real date. I love that intentionality. He was just this, like, this is what I want and I'm going to do it. 
I love thought out. And that really, let's be honest, Elizabeth, as women, uh, and I can only speak from the perspective of a woman, um, even though I've been married to a man for 21 years, (laughs) women really (laughs) dig intentionality. Like that's romance to us. When we know that someone has been thoughtful, you know what I mean? Like that's really, but again, that's what we're seeking with God. It's what God's seeking with us. Yep. You know, that longing, that's what it is, yep. is that we want something that matters. So, yep. and this human love is just meant to point us to the heavenly love. So I love 100%. that. It's a perfect thing to focus on. Exactly. All right. This is from anonymous guy who obviously is dating anonymous girl. I'm just kidding. They're not. Okay. This they're is just not, anonymous not guy. It's just a random they're not guy. At all. I was just teasing. <laughs> These are not funny jokes. Okay. On Valentine's <laughs> day, two years ago, I took myself out for sushi and pool. And I decided to cap off the evening with some late night pie at village Inn. pause. This is precious. Okay. Unpause. When the waiter brought my order, he brought two pieces instead saying he had trouble getting them both out of the pan. <laughs> Jeez. Are you kidding? And so I just got the second one for free. So I was sitting there with two pieces. Stop. This is so cute. And I ate one. I I took the other home in a box. As I was leaving, I passed a couple who wished me a good night. When I got to my car, it hit me that the waiter probably thought I got dumped on Valentine's day. If I was there on my own at night and he gave me two pieces out of pity. (laughs) And then the couple seeing me sitting there with two pieces probably thought I got stood up. People can be very kind. (laughs) I love him. That is so cute though. Oh, I love it. He was like, I'm going to go eat pie. I'll do what I want. And I, what what I I love about, yes. What I love about that story is the confidence, right? I wish that when I was single, I would have had that kind of confidence. There are a lot of things I wish I would have had the confidence to do to just be myself, be fully alive. And I did it. And I love when I see people just being so confident, like I'm going to treat myself to a dinner and I'm I'm going to go go. out and I'm I'm going to do everything I want. I was in Disney world two weeks ago and I put out on Instagram. I asked people, would you go to the parks alone? I've never done that before. Like, this is a freedom that I'm talking about that. I think that you have in singlehood is that you you get to develop skill sets that are different. I don't have that skill set. And I am the most extroverted extrovert I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I have fun with a paper bag. Yet I'm at Disney World with a pass because I have an annual pass and I could not do it, Elizabeth. Mm. So I want to hear, I want to sit here and say, listen, I'm not over here being like, oh, do hard things. Get up, buttercup. Like, let's go. I acknowledge whatever the other side of your current situation is, it's not easy to then step into. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I'm just now learning how to eat a meal alone or do whatever. Mm. Guess what? It actually is really fantastic. And <laughs> I, I, even me, I kind of love it. So next time I got Disney, I can do it. I believe in myself. <laughs> and I wish you could find this anonymous guy. Cause I bet he'd be totally down with showing you how to hang right? out. At Disney. I'd be like, Dude, you want to go get some pie in magic <laughs> kingdom? <laughs> Be amazing. I love it. Amazing. All right. And this is my last one. And then you can share your personal story. Um, so this is from Eva. Eva and I are actually friends in real life. She's amazing. This is a funny story. I'm glad she told it. (laughs) When my husband and I first started dating, we talked about how we weren't really fans of all the lovey Valentine's day things. One of us said V day pranks sounded really fun. And that was the end of that conversation until our first Valentine's day. I had prank after prank after prank for him. And it really was an all day affair. And he sweetly gifted me a stuffed bear sitting on a toilet, a real one in the middle of my dining room with some yummy treats. And I'll never forget it. I especially won't forget the conversation I heard him having with his mother about the day. <laughs> and I said, this is awesome. Did he really put a toilet in the middle of your dining room? Yeah. And she said, 
He did. And compared to what I did to him, it really was a sweet gesture. <laughs> so what pranks were you doing? I need details. <laughs> Listen, that's the friend you invite over with a bottle of wine. That's when you need to know. I'm just kidding. It's amazing. That's hilarious. That's so, so cute. Much. Oh, that's a perfect segue because yeah, my story is about my first also Valentine's married. So my husband, and I met at 15 best friends at 16. Didn't start dating till 17. We went to different high schools. We met in the youth group. He was the hot captain of the football team. I was the chubby, fat, funny girl. And, and that's true. That's not like you can ask Elizabeth and I put it all over my Instagram, go check out my stuff. I'm very honest and real about it. And, uh, and that's, that's what we were. We were a rom-com. We were a teen rom-com rom-com. And so we waited till marriage to get married. We were both virgins on our wedding night. So when you meet at 17, God, you got to wait forever. You know, I'm, we were 22 when we, when we got married. So five and a half years. So we get married in June. Our first Valentine's is obviously that February. Y'all, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm 23. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so amazing. We're married now. We can do all the things thinking this is going to be so hot and so awesome. I'm like helicopter to Paris and like my <laughs> expectations. Okay. The man was 23 years old. Okay. It was ridiculous. My thoughts were out of, I was so bad. So I'm all pumped. He's been pumping it up. He's like, oh, wait, you're going to die when you see what I'm doing for, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, like Beyonce is going to be in our living room. Like it was just ridiculous what my thought pattern was. Okay. <laughs> so we get in the car and he's like, I can't wait any longer. I can't wait any longer. I've got to give you your Valentine's Day presents. We're finally married. I can't wait. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. I can't wait. Uh, stuff my parents can't see. Like I was like, so pumped. I open up <laughs> And the first bag is filled with long sleeve, long button up flannel pajamas as if he were married to a lumberjack who lived in Oregon. <laughs> and I was like, oh, um, maybe this goes over the teddy that's underneath the, what? oh no, there's no, oh, this is it. Like this is, oh, it's just the long, this is just what we're doing. So I said to him, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm so Apparently these are for Christmas cards when we're 40. This is awesome. So I just inside was like, this is how he sees it. He's like, can we cover up more of you? <laughs> you know, like, oh. especially being morbidly obese, which I was over 458 pounds. So really mm. and truly, it was like this total girl moment of like, sure. let's just wrap you up. We don't want to see anything. Then he was like, now, are you really ready for your present? I'm like, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. That was just the fit. That was just to throw me off. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking like in here are keys to a Ritz Carlton somewhere that we're going to go stamp, <laughs> although we have a dollar, but sure. That makes sense. So I open it up and it's a board game called think blot. <laughs> no one has bought it, but my husband and the guy's mother who invented it. I'm pretty sure it is a box of cards of those ink blots that they do in psychology where yeah. everything looks like a butterfly. And that's the game is like 500 of them. And you're supposed to hold out the card with the blob <laughs> and be like, so what do you see? Oh, That's sexy. So I basically got presents that a 12 year old boy would get on Christmas morning, a game <laughs> with ink blocks and flannel pajamas. <laughs> and that was my first Mary Valentine's and I was crushed. And here's what's oh. so cute. Here's where you're going to really say, Ooh, Oh, like so adorable. Nathan said, well, the reason I got you this is because you grew up playing board games with your family and you love playing board games. And I got you the flannel pajamas because every time we get in bed at night, your feet are freezing. So I wanted you not to be cold. <laughs> oh, I was so 
so thoughtful. So cute. Today, I would love those things. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> let's get in the pajamas and play the inkblot game. But at 23, being a newlywed and trying to be like, dee, 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 I was like, what? <laughs> so just to say, expectations yep, continue yep, say. ladies and gentlemen whether you're single or not the Valentine's yep. Day can continue to be a bummer <laughs> <laughs> and this is why rooting your heart and your longing and your desires in Christ yes. is the way to go That's because even when go. you have the dream husband he maybe doesn't always get you the dream gift and your expectations are still shattered unless you're able to to orient now see now after all these years, you're able to say, this is what I'm really longing for. And I will accept yeah. anything you give me freely. And the intention right. is so sweet and lovely. And I love it, but we're trying to save you from all of that, that, that pain that can come when you're, when your expectations are out of line Correct. a little bit. <laughs> well, thank cute. you so it's much. Sweet. It's human. So you know, yes, listen, I, love I love you. I love everyone listening. You are loved. That's, that's what I want you to go away from all of this yes. is that I want you to know that you're loved and not yes. just in the whole cute, like, Hallmark way, like legitimately loved. You were chosen to be on this planet for a reason with great mm -hmm. intention. And God mm -hmm. did that not because he had leftover soul, you know, putty. He literally was sitting there going, I cannot do this without Elizabeth. I cannot do this without Olivia. Like whatever, this is with intention. So you are loved. You are seen, you're heard, you are longed for. And this is just one more day. And you're going to claim it and be amazing with it. And you can always reach out to Elizabeth and I anytime. We're your biggest cheerleaders. <laughs> Absolutely. We are praying for all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, stay close to the heart of Jesus and be not afraid. The Discerning Marriage Podcast is brought to you by the Theology of the Body Institute. For more information about discerning marriage, visit discerningmarriage.com. To learn more about the theology of the body, visit tobinstitute.org.